everybody, Coach Shondale here back again. Uh, this is a recording here on December 29th, 2021, but it'll be coming out in the new year of 2022. Getting the guest train rolling again, hooking up the cars here uh, to my train of uh, getting some guests on here. Uh, Joe Ferguson's in the house, back in town from Alabama now, and uh, he reached out to me a little while ago, mentioned he was going to be in town, and we kind of connected, and we are here in the library studios, which has been a while since I've been here. Uh, but Joe, how the heck are you? Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all the good stuff. Good to see you, my friend. How are you? Same to you. I have been quite busy since I flew into town, and you know, like much like my sister has said, when you come into town and you don't live in Detroit anymore, you have no free time. It's just go, go, go. You get about three hours of sleep every day. You're lucky if you get up when the alarm goes off the first seven times, and um, <laughs> you know, it's it's just. I love it here. I, this has always been my home, and it's always nice to come back home, but it was always even better to leave home. Yeah, because reaching for your dreams and goals and pushing yourself a little bit and getting out of your comfort zone. I remember, so it was about a year ago that you and I last sat down and talked, and it's going on uh, nine months, ten months since you did move down to Alabama. So we were talking before we started recording. You're very happy with the move and the choice you made. Um, you're learning a lot. Uh, that self-confidence and uh, getting out of your comfort zone, trying something new, uh, has been really good for you, hasn't it? Yeah, you know, I like I said before we started recording, I think moving out of Michigan, even though that all my family's here and I still have a few relatives down there, you know, it's it's always good to make the final jump off that cliff and see where it takes you. And for me, I think it did me a lot better. All of my family would tell you the same. It's done me a lot better, and it's done me very well by moving. And it has. I think it's changed my whole personality, you know, for starters. And, um, you know, I'm a lot more happier than I was here because, you know, not only is Michigan gloomy six months out of the year and it's cloudy, <laughs> but, you know, everything that happened in my past year with my mom going and, um, you know, all the bad memories that I had associated with that, it's kind of opened up that new chapter for me in a, in a more enlightening way. Very cool. So what are you doing down in Alabama? Well, I still have my sports and music memorabilia business that you've talked about quite yep. a lot. And yep. then, good for um, you. I'm serving at a Red Lobster, much like my mom did, and, and half of my family, really. And then I just started my new podcast series, um, Behind the Mic with Joe Ferguson. It's out on Amazon Music, Pandora, every single streaming service, and it's great. You know, I, I never thought that as 20-something, I'd, I'd be going to some rock concerts and just mingling with the band before the show and giving them one of my business cards that I made off of Canva. Great website, by the way. And um, they, they, they take the bite. Like I've talked also before, that 30-second elevator pitch, that's all it takes. Mm. And then nine times out of ten, they'll say, yeah. Or if it's a network connection, you know, for me, Mario and Pemba's one of them, and Mario agreed, no problem at all to come on. And it's just, it's great. It's always great to talk to people. It's always great to talk to old acquaintances. And um, it's always great to make, meet new people and meet and make new acquaintances and friendships. I love that. And it's it's so cool that you've taken stuff that you've enjoyed um, since you were a kid. Baseball cards, memorabilia, music, and you've turned it into um, not only continued joy, hobby, love of life, but also now it's kind of a moneymaker, kind of it's a career kind of shift. It's, it's multifaceted with the different things that you're doing. And, and you didn't have intent on that as a kid, you know, to keep doing this the rest of your life and podcast. I didn't know what they were probably back when you were a little kid. So how cool has that part of your journey been? 
It's you know it's been really cool. Yeah, uh, you know when I was younger, like I said before in one of your shows, I wanted to be a lawyer, mm. and then that whole thing <laughs> changed. You know, once I got into Lakeshore, and I keep going back on that because that's really where the pivotal moment of of this whole thing started with the sports broadcasting senior year, and then through that, that has made me love radio. I think more than I've ever loved the passion on being on the airwaves. And you're right, you know, people don't realize that these podcasts that people do, it's it's a billion-dollar business, and you can make so much money just getting, whether it's advertisements or it's publicity, and you pay for it, but then you get audience, viewers, engagement, and you get paid for that. And it could be a full-time job, mm -hmm. you know? And then through that, if you save all of your audio files, there's your book all written for you. You just have to go into one of those wording apps, and they'll type everything out for you, and... It's, but it's, it's great. And, um, you know, like I said, I'm very happy that Lakeshore was a starting point for me. And it's, it's gotten me very, very far in terms of success. Yeah, I just, I think back to uh, uh, Dr. Ponio opening up that door for you. Actually, as, as kicking I. it down, you know. Yeah. Uh, the only way that uh, Dr. DePonio can do and uh, offering that to you. And you just took that and ran with it and just had so much fun. And, um, you know, you almost went to the TV side of things, but you kept getting drawn back to radio, to audio, to podcasting, to just, you know, being behind the mic, not necessarily in front of the camera type of thing. So there's a dis uh, distinct difference with that for you, isn't there? Yeah, you know, um, I did. I wanted to be a news anchor mm. as soon as yeah. I graduated from Oakland University last year. And then I found out that the salary pay was too low, and it was, you know, the highest salary that I got was about 30, 31000 30500 um, and it was in Adeline, Texas, so in the middle of nowhere, and, but I still had about 25 job offers from all over the United States, and then I realized that, all right, well, you can either go down this one road and take the dream job that you've always wanted, or you can go down a different road and see where it takes you, so I decided to make the pivotal fork in the road and go down that instead, and... The, and I did that really because the more that I thought about it, you know, I, I lived with parents who, you know, we weren't super rich, but we weren't super poor, and we stretched every single dollar that we could. And I grew up with a mom who had uh, foreclosed, you know, her dream home on Violet right across the street from the elementary school. Mm -hmm. and I don't want my life to be like that. So I told myself, Joe, you have two choices here. You can either have financial debt and have a lot of it, or you can. You can take a different path and see what job and you know, stuff like that and where it takes you. So I decided to do that. And But there is a huge difference between being on TV and being behind a microphone. Behind a microphone, you know, sure, you can have scripts written out. You can dress in your pajamas if you want to. Um, and But it's, it's free reign. You can take the direction of your show or whatever you're doing however you want. Whereas when you're on TV, you have to follow a strict script that's written by yourself, but you have to make sure that you don't do any technical difficulties. You have to make sure that you don't have any technicalities, really. Um, and you have to make sure that you're punctual. Right, absolutely. Most importantly, you have to make sure you're punctual. So, you know, although I loved working at WDIV and, and shadowing underneath Nick Monticelli and doing all that, um, like I said, I, I, I don't think that that was the path for me. Hmm. I think that the radio was... A better suited option for me and everybody who I talk to uh, whether it's old teachers like yourself or old college professors from Macomb or Oakland University everybody told me that I had a good radio voice sure and I stuck with it yeah and it's it's uh, when I, I think back when I met you 
um, he came in as a junior, was it? A young kid going through the hallways, always wearing the Tigers gear. Right. I <laughs> love that. <laughs> you just had this aura about you of kind of um, knowing what you wanted. Um, and as I got to know you, the hard lessons that you've been through really paid off for you. And a lot of times I think those hard lessons that you've been through for many people don't pay off until later in life, if at all. You know, um, a lot of people, and I get this because I've done it too, would play the victim more than taking those lessons and, and using them as a platform to grow and to get better. But you seem to have done that right away. And I am glad that you saw the change for you would be good going from TV to radio. Because I remember we sat and talked and you laid it all out in front of me of all these different uh, cities and towns that you had job offers from and talked to people and you felt great about some, not so great about others. You liked the person here, didn't connect with the person there. And for you to um, break away from that, what you thought was the dead solid dream of being on TV and saying, you know what, there's, you read your gut, didn't you? I mean, there's something inside of you that just said, you know what, let me, let me go down and just uh, make this fresh start. Sure, I'm going to work some side jobs, some side hustles I'm, as I'm building, you know, whatever the thing is that you want to do, whether it's podcasting or sports mobility, your own business, your own speaking, your book that you want to write. Um, I, just, I just find it inspiring you, inspiring me, uh, for me to do the things that I want to do based upon you taking that leap of faith. And like you said, you jumped off a cliff, cliff and, you know, you, you, you put your parachute together on your way down almost type of thing, but... Uh, it's been an enjoyable to watch you, and uh, I am inspired by you, um, and, I, and I love the lessons that you are teaching there, too, and I think I think others are, too. So you've been back in town for a little bit. You're reaching back to friends and family and stuff. You've gotten some pretty good feedback from people that know you that are happy for you and are supportive of you, haven't you? Yeah. You know, like I said, everybody has, has told me that it's that moving's done me really well, and you know, it has. Um I, I think that if I would have stayed here and I didn't move, you know, I, I don't think that I would have been in the place that I am now than what I would have been if I didn't. Sure. You know what I mean? Right. And um, I, I do. Like I said, it's it's just, it's depressing here and everything. It just, it felt that the main reason why I moved, and I, don't get me wrong, I was skeptical. I, I really was because moving is... It's a big leap that you have to do, especially from moving, you know, halfway across the south of the United States and halfway down. And, you know, I had nothing holding me back, no kids, no wife. Um, and I did it. But there, were, there was a lot of struggle because, you know, all of my family's here. And granted, I still have some family down in Alabama, but it's, it's not an easy thing. It costs a lot of money. Um, but I'm very, very happy I did, and it's absolutely beautiful down there. It's, you know, mid-70s today. They're supposed to get some tornadoes tomorrow, so we'll see if Auntie Anne from the Wizard of Oz pops out. Um, Let's hope not. But yeah, it's, the, it's just, it, it, that's what I mean. It's absolutely beautiful down there. There's mountains everywhere you look, and the people are so nice. You know, up here you can go to a restaurant and try talking to people, and you'll either get scabbed with a, with a shiv or... Uh, You'll either get told to go screw yourself, but down there, you know, you can talk to anybody at a bar if you're on a bar rail by yourself, and I do that a few times, or if I go out to a breakfast restaurant with my cousin and we'll just randomly see somebody wearing a Michigan, University of Michigan right. shirt, which down there would get you killed because it's all roll tied and University <laughs> of Auburn. Yep. 
but um, it's great. It's absolutely great. That's cool. That is so cool. Um, you know, it's one of those things that um, I think I think wherever we are, that we find that connection uh, to where we live, right? And it's different for everybody. Yeah. Right. Um, and I, that's part of you know chasing after what makes your heart sing and what um, inspires you and you know your reasons why for doing things. Um, so yeah, the weather down there definitely has to be something uh, to be said compared to up here. Although it's been pretty mild, but you know it is definitely gloomy. Uh, and I know that uh, you know seasonal depression um, gets people down a little bit, um, but there's a lot of different reasons you know for people to find those those areas. But the key is, how did you survive making this leap of faith? Um, this big major change in your life during a pandemic. I mean, it's, you know, it, though, all those things that you talked about of just up, uprooting your life, moving, becoming somebody new, new identity, uh, new role in life on top of a pandemic. So how difficult was that added to, or did that give you more reason to go do it because of it was a perfect time to do it with, with everything going on? You know, it, uh, it, it was. It was a great time. The job, careers, uh, and, and offers that I had here after I decided not to do the news radio or the news broadcasting, it was it was very difficult for me to get a job in any career field, whether it was at you know Quicken Loans, United Wholesale Mortgage. Mm-hmm. Um, and after looking and looking and looking for four months, really, and. Um, then going down in December to Huntsville for the first time in my life ever, my cousin made me fall in love with the city. And how ironically is that? Um, you know, I, I decided to go. And my my business that I had growing up with the sports and music memorabilia was the main reason why I was able to afford that huge mm. expenditure. Because, like we've talked about before. I, I was the kid who never bought the newest game system that would come out. I never bought the newest Air Jordans that would come out. I'd, I'd have decent things, and when they were worn out, they were worn out, and they throw them away. But I saved every paycheck that I earned when I first started working, and I still do now, even though now you know, I have free money to play with a little bit. But because I was so financially frugal, mm. and I had my own business from me just going down to the ballpark as soon as the gates opened, waiting in line, being the first guy there at 9 o'clock in the morning until Love the gates that. opened at 11.30, and then meeting all of these stars of today and tomorrow for whatever sport it was, whether it was basketball, hockey, football, or baseball. All of those things helped me to gain kind of financial freedom in a way mm-hmm. and then allow me to do the things that I've done so far in my life. So, yeah, when catastrophe hits and... Definitely COVID was one of, of life's uh, things that happened to us that are out of our control, but they affect us. It really turns the spotlight on good and bad. Yeah. And if you're financially free, financially set, financially able to, right, you don't have a lot of debt, you can make choices and decisions when times change, when outside factors change in our life. If you have your finances in order, you can make changes where other people can't. And that's most people. Right, they can't. So that is definitely something that um, I think you've proved not only to yourself but to others works. And I can see where you're continuing to do that. Right, you're continuing to set yourself up so that you're not in debt, that you can still be flexible in your choices and decisions um, coming up into the new year and beyond. 
you know, which I think is just great, again, great lessons for, for all of us. Uh, what's ahead for you in 2022? Great question. Uh, still continuing not to be trapped inside of a box. That's probably the first. Good. Love that uh, thinking. Second is probably to change some things up. I think I'm going to renew my lease down in the apartment that I have down there because it's 710 a month. It's absolutely beautiful. I'm in the mountains. And my cousin and I were just talking about that the other day. He lives down in um, Madison, which is the suburb city next to Huntsville. But on top of all that, I think I'm going to continue with my behind the mic. I got a lot of content out there, and I still got more people that I haven't even responded back to my emails with. And then, you know, I might full ramp that and see where it takes me because that, what is it, Spotcaster? It's right? one of them, yeah. That, uh, that website that you and Jeff use, it's the same one, that, or Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout, yeah, Buzzsprout, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I never knew anything about that when I first started my show. I thought that it was very cool and neat to see where all of your listeners are tuning in from. Mm -hmm. I had so many people like you who tune out from countries on the complete other side of the world and then they would leave reviews and it's just, it's amazing that some random person in, you know, Denmark, for example, is listening to my episode with Mr. Speed, the Ultimate Kiss Tribute Band, but they might, you know, whether it's because I'm doing the interview with them, they're they're a fan of Riches, they're a fan of Quentin Kufels, who's the drummer. You know, I have no idea, but it's I that is to me the reason why I love doing radio mm-hmm. podcasts is so that you can see that your fan base or whatever you're calling or whatever you'd like to call it is from a bigger scale than what you thought you would get. Yes, yeah, that's huge. It's it's uh, it's very inspiring. It's very uh, humbling. Uh, to have those connections. And I think uh, on an audio platform, you're able to do that, or we are able to do that, because this show today, it's going to come out early, you know, January 2022. There could be somebody three years from now that will listen to it for the first time and look back and get connected to both of us. It doesn't have to be today. Same thing with video. You can play it later. But I think there's more of an intimate um uh, partnership, ride along, whatever you want to call it, when somebody can take a podcast with them wherever they go and listen to it whenever they want to or listen to it again. They can do it while they're driving. They can do it while they're working out. They can do it with the yard work. They can do it whenever. Instead of watching a video, when you're watching a video, that takes your attention off of other things that you, can, you can't do when you're watching. So listening, I think, is a huge gig, and it's, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. And, and I, like the, I like the fact that you brought that up because it is, you know, Awesome for me to think about somebody halfway across the world listening to this. Like, who the heck am I for them to be listening to? But uh, it, it's really cool. A um, couple of things I want to throw out to you, Joe, uh, from John Gordon. Yeah. Um, he's uh, started this. Um, he's, he started it years ago, which I'm just getting onto it now. Instead of having New Year's resolutions, um, he's focusing in on having people pick one word. And so um, I'd like to have you think about what your one word would be for 2022. And then also he put out this 21 tips for a positive new year. I'd like your thoughts on that too. But um, in what I'm thinking about for me, so I'll throw mine out first. Um, My one word that I'm going to focus in on because, you know, even Sam Crowley talks about New Year's resolutions. Usually around January 14th or 15th, there's a funeral for those. People don't stick with them, you know, whether it's diet exercise, I'm going to start reading more, I'm going to start doing this. They give up on them. 
John Gordon's point of view is, hey, I'm, for one word that you can tie into your life that you're going to focus in on, every day, every other day, every week, whatever it is, you're going to have it be a center point of your life. I'm choosing mine this year to be purpose. Because for me, um, there's so much that goes into purpose. The time that I have throughout the day, I'm working on not wasting it or not spending on things that doesn't fulfill the purpose or doesn't help with my purpose of making a difference for others, teaching others, you know, being a difference maker. Um, so I'm going to be focusing on purpose uh, a lot this year. Um, what would your one word be that you want to focus in on for not only, I mean, it's your lifetime, but definitely it's going to be on the front burner maybe for 2022. Ambition. Hmm. Nice. I had to think about that for, for a little bit, but ambition, because, you know, really I was going to say drive first, but okay. I like ambition a lot more because it's a very broad word and it means a lot in a very unique way. Hmm. And I think that, you know, with everything that I'm trying to do and, and the new things that I want to accomplish next year, I think that that word suits me very well. Nice. And I like it from the standpoint of it kind of came to you first. Like yeah. it was on your heart. It's been on your mind a little bit because I've seen some people posting some things about how um, certain words have been playing inside their head a little bit. They've been seeing it more often. They're hearing it more often. And so that's what drawing is drawing their connection to that uh, for them. So I love that. And that's a personal thing, right? That's a very personal thing to where it means something to you. It may not mean something to somebody else or somebody may view it differently, but that's not what this is about. It's about you making that connection. So I love that. Um, looking at the 21 tips for a positive new year. And if you go to Twitter, folks, you can find at uh, John Gordon 11. And, and I retweeted this one out. And um, I like the fact that he put this out here, but he was asking about his top three, or he was asking people like, what would your top three off this 21 you know, tips for a positive new year be? Uh, so let me just go through this real quick because you can check it out on Twitter. Um, but it is stay positive, number one. Number two, take a daily thank you walk. Number three, eat healthier foods. Number four, talk to yourself. Number five, no energy vampires allowed, like that one. Number six, be a positive team member. Number seven, don't chase success. Number eight, get more sleep. Number nine, don't waste your energy. Uh, number 10, love, serve, and care. Uh, number 11, remember your why. Number 12, love the process. 13 is to have trust. 14, the no complaining rule. I got to get that book. Uh, number 15, read more. 16 is don't seek happiness. 17, focus on get to, quote, unquote, get to. Uh, number 18, get back up. 19 is smile and laugh more. 20 is boost your immune system, and 21, enjoy the ride. So there's a lot of lists out there, I think, you know, ending one year, going into new, uh, a new year. But I just love these tips because it's something that I'd like to focus in on all the time and just have these be a little bit more of a foundation for me. Um, the three that I picked uh, was staying positive, uh, remembering my why, and to love, serve, and care more. Um, especially family, professional, personal, um, those things mean uh, a little bit more to me. And I think I'm finding a little bit more connection to um, my life, my purpose with focusing in on some of these things. So I knew I just threw these at you as you walked in the door today. And uh, what are your thoughts on um, maybe your three that you are drawn to uh, as you first look through this? You know, I'm a millennial, 
who's a little bit younger than me, would probably say, talk to yourself, don't chase success and get more sleep. Mm. Me, <laughs> I think I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think stay positive because positivity always is, uh, cures the mindset. Mm-hmm. And it's always a good thing to have in life. Love, self, or I'm sorry, love, serve, and care. And then enjoy the ride. Mm. Especially for you. Because you, you've I, been on a ride. Pun, pun intended, yeah. Yes. I, I, I am on my ride right now. Right. My ride's not over. Right. And I've, I've enjoyed every single minute of that ride so far in life. Yeah, that's one thing that just, uh, as you said that, uh, came to mind where, you know, the old saying about enjoying the journey. Yeah. Um, and, and don't focus so much on the finish line where you don't see the scenery along the way. And and you've been to some places and doing some different things and meeting people. Um as busy as you have been, it seems like you have uh, focused in on the journey, like being present in the moment of where you've been and where you're going, but where you've been, you wherever you're, I love that saying of, don't forget about you know where you're at in the present, look down at your, at your two feet. Where are you right now? And look around and see, and it seems like you've done that. Is that true? Yeah, you know, I think that no matter what I've done so far, Everywhere that I have gone, everything that I have done, and everything that I'm going to do, I try to be in the moment as best as I can. That way, you know, it's humans are like sponges, mm-hmm. and they soak up everything. Mm-hmm. And I do my best to try and soak up all the stuff that I can, wherever I am at, whatever I do, whatever I participate in. And it's memories that last a lifetime that you get out of it. Yeah, love that. That's very cool. Yeah, definitely some some good wisdom there that uh, that you shared off this list. Um, so, have you read uh, any John Gordon books? No. Okay. I will need. I don't even know if I have your address. Before we get out of here, make sure you leave me your address, and I will take care of that issue for you by getting you a book. I'll, I'll get one down to you. Send something down to Alabama for you. Make you look in the mail a little bit. We look forward to the mailman coming. I, I will say you are you are a good book giver. You know, first it was the on fire that that really hasn't left my nightstand, mm. and then now my cousin just got me for Christmas. She surprised the the ever living crap out of me. I never thought that I was going to get this book that I wanted. Nikki Six from Motley Crew came out with a brand new book. It's called oh, wow. First Twenty One. So I wanted the signed copy from Barnes Noble because I, you know, I'm, I'm in autographs. Yeah. And Motley Crue's one of my another band that I've loved growing up. And so Barnes Noble had it, and then it, you know when it first came out, it sold out on the pre-sale. Then they had it again, it sold out immediately. And then I randomly she FaceTimed me, and I said, Brooke, you know, this this book. I know you're gonna want a Christmas idea. This is this is it. You gotta get it. And then I opened it up on Christmas uh, Christmas morning, and I just my jaw dropped. I was I was excited, and and then, you know, my aunt got me this beautiful beautiful diamond ring, that looks a lot like my grandfather's. Mm. And then, um, so I'm I'm excited to read that book. That's awesome. Very cool. It gives you something to do. Uh, did you bring it with you, or is it still at home? No, it's it's still at home. I can pull it up on my phone though. Okay. Very cool. So yeah. it give you something to read while you're here or on the plane, or yeah. Um, I'll probably take it on the plane with me. There you go. Compared to burning my eyes with my Apple News today. Right, right. Do something different on there. Yeah. That's good. So what's in store for New Year's Eve for you and your family? New Year's Eve, um, 
Me and my uncle is having the family over for the University of Michigan game. Yes. Which I'm sure that U of M's going to win. Right. You know, I'm the good luck charm while I'm in town. And then after that, we're going over to my cousin Taylor's house, and she's having her first ever annual New Year's Eve party at her new house. Cool. On 15 and Harper. And um, then I leave three days after that to go back home. Very cool. Will you be watching the Alabama-Cincinnati game, and does Cincinnati have a chance? Yeah, I have to support my, my role tied. You know, it's not by choice. It's, it's just because I have to. Um, no, I think I think uh, U of A stands a chance. You know, U of A has done very well this season. Um, again, I've watched more Alabama football than I probably have ever watched Michigan football. Sure. But that's because, you know, it's on every single TV, at every single restaurant, every single wherever bar. Wherever you go. Wherever you go, that game is playing. So, um, no, I think U of A stands um, as a very, very good playoff contender. And, you know, I don't know, it might come down to Michigan and Alabama. That'll be something. That'll be really something. Yeah, I'd love to see Michigan uh, take care of Georgia. And then uh, whoever they play, Cincinnati or Alabama, would be great to see them in uh, in that championship game. Definitely gives uh, a little something more to look forward to uh, on TV, sports-wise, uh, this time of year, which is always good. Uh, Joe, thanks so much for, for showing up today and taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you're running all over the place and seeing family and friends and taking care of things, but uh, I appreciate you stopping by, and uh, it's always good to see you. Anytime. All right. Take care of yourself, my friend. You too. All right. Hope you enjoyed that, you guys. Uh, Joe Ferguson, back in the house. And again, make sure you check out his podcast. Where, they, where can they find you on social media? Where can they find the podcast again, Joe? Behind the Mic with Joe Ferguson on Facebook. Behind the Mic with Joe Ferguson on Spotify, Apple uh, Podcasts, Pandora, Amazon Music. I mean, you name it, I'm on there. He's out there. Search it on Google and you'll find me on probably 17 different websites. Love it. Behind the Mic. That's a great name. All right, you guys, take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening and keep sharing this uh, with your friends and family. See you. Hey, everybody. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. I appreciate you sharing this podcast with others, leaving a rating wherever you listen to it. That helps other people find it. And I appreciate your time. Always taking time to listen to my podcast wherever you may be. So once again, find me over on Facebook at Coach to Expect Success, over on Twitter at Coach to Success, Coach John Daly on Instagram, and Coach to Expect Success.com. There's the website. Check out the homepage. The book list is there. Reach out to me there on the homepage. You can send me a message. Check out the blog as well. And again, thank you so much for spending your time with me today. All right, take care of yourselves and each other. We'll talk again soon. See you.